how can you keep your fire for God? How can you follow Jesus Christ in a busy world? Shalom and welcome to this week's program, Kingdom Insight, a program that brings you the insight of the kingdom of God. You know, how to live our lives in the kingdom of God, how to function, you know, in the kingdom of God, and how the power of God can transform and change our lives. In our last segment with Dr. Pierce talking about the heart, the, the servant's heart, or having a servant's heart, we discussed quite a lot of, uh, you know, powerful, powerful uh, things that will empower you to know how to serve and to know why you serve and why God has us to serve. We don't serve because we want to be great. We serve to make Jesus known in everything that we do. Now, again, I have Dr. Pierce back with me here uh, for the next segment, but I want to talk about, before I bring him on, I want to talk about, uh, you know, what he has done for so many years. For the last, uh, for, for the last 30 years or so, being the dean of the of the Bible College Faith Alive Bible College, he has written certain materials that are extremely extremely powerful. When I travel to Africa or to any places where we do the Crusades, I always request his materials because uh, that is the materials that have empowered me over the years. One of them is uh, character uh, building. Uh, this this is a very very powerful powerful uh, uh, material that I want you to get hold of actually you can sign up online for the Bible College and uh, if you go to the website www.fabc.ca www.fabc.ca you can see it on the screen there you can sign up online for the Bible College powerful powerful material this is what got my attention to come to faith alive bible college character building you can never save in the house of god or function in the kingdom of god without a godly character you know a gift can take you a certain distance but only character can keep you there i love this material it has uh, you know motivated me to do what i do the other one is the power of the word of god you can never go wrong the power of the word of god all these materials has been written by dr pierce and um Again, you can have an opportunity to go through this, you know, Bible college online wherever you are in the world. Just go to the website that you see, you know, on your screen right now. And the other one is uh, the spirit of excellency. We want to be servants who serve with excellency, not with praise. You know, being praised isn't excellency. Excellence comes through humility to serve the kingdom of God. And the other one is uh, the Bible. Bible foundations. We got to learn, you know, the, the biblical foundations of the Word of God. This is a material that again will empower your life. Uh, uh, Dr. Pierce has done a great job on this one. I've studied these materials and I'm so thankful and glad that I did. And the last one is a school of healing. Do you want to be healed? He has a testimony. Next time we'll bring him back for, you know, for, for our other programs where he's going to give us the testimony of how God healed him from cancer. 
it, it's one thing to write about something you have never experienced and it's something to write about what you have experienced. He was dying with cancer, but the Lord healed him, miraculously healed him seven years ago. And here he is sharing the word of God with you, our viewers around the world. Once again, Dr. Pierce, welcome Thank again. You. We don't want to take much time. I know you got quite a lot of uh, things that you want to share with our viewers around the world, you know, leaders, uh, uh, people that want to, you know, serve in the house of the Lord. We need this teaching. I need this teaching myself too, because we can only grow and uh, serve God in excellency when we learn about things like this. Right. Instead of seeking attention, seeking being celebrated, we seek being a servant right. and serving humility. Go right ahead, man of God. Thank you. Go to the Word. And I thought I might mention a little bit about some of those manuals. That healing one, one day I sat down and came up with 48 topics. So there's only 12 lessons in that one, and there's four volumes just on healing alone. And my major has been the Old Testament. That's what I've written. And with the Bible College now, we pretty well have it all worked on. We've done a lot of revisions. Uh, I think each one of the segments of the Old Testament are double in size what we previously had. So it's a, they're major projects and major research and studying the Word of God because the Word of God is so important. Yes. You, you know, uh, when you really get down to it, if we want to see a change, like a lot of this program goes to Africa, if we want to see a change anywhere in the world, we need to see a change through the power of the Word of God. Amen. It's the minds of people that need to be changed. Yes. So that's why we, I do what I'm doing, and that's why you're doing what you're doing, because yes. you're the evangelist. You challenge people to come to Christ. Uh, but we also need the teacher yes. that's going to bring that change of thinking around, because a change in thinking will bring a change in society. Amen. And uh, I want to get to the topic. What I'm talking about here is not in any of the manuals I've written. I've just thought on this and started writing on it. And I think I've got some more topics to probably on this subject that I might even uh, develop. Yes. But we, we talked in the last segment about this uh, topic about having the servant's heart and a celebrity or a servant. And we, we looked at the yoke. But in this lesson, I want to think about the duty. And we have a couple scriptures. One's in Luke chapter uh, 17, and then the other scripture we'll look at is in chapter 16 of Luke. So in chapter 17 of Luke, we have the words of Jesus, and he says in chapter, uh, pardon me, verses 7 to 10, he, he, Jesus using this illustration, in the verses before it, he's just, they're talking about having faith, and he's uh, requiring about asking questions, and it seems like there's another topic here, and he talks about a servant. What does a servant do? He says a servant go, goes out and works in the field, does what he's to do, and then at the end of the day, he doesn't come in and just sit down. He's done his duty. We're talking, he says, the servant, we read here, Jesus is talking, the servant goes and takes on the apron in the house. Oh, my. For, for I think for African culture, yeah. that's probably a, a huge shock yeah. because usually it's the women that does everything, but the servant here is preparing a meal, and I've never thought of it being a woman. Mm -hmm. I thought of it being a man out in the field 
working. But Jesus is doing this to really, he's almost over, I think, overemphasizing the whole point mm -hmm. of what he's trying to cover, is that he finds, he's saying that uh, the servant, he takes on this apron and begins to prepare the meal. And that is a huge stretch for all of us. Because when we think we've done what we need to do, we're ready to sit down, retire, relax, do our own thing. I think, I think when you, in a preaching mode, you would think about if people go to church and they think they've done their duty. They go to church one hour, they think they've done their duty. In our services, in our church, we don't try to find out how quick we can get out of church. We try to find out, can we draw the presence of God? Yes. You know, we need to have an atmosphere. So just thinking of that, often we think we've done our duty in serving God, but maybe it's based upon our premise. Yes. And so Jesus is really drawing a huge comparison here because he's saying he's only done his duty. And then he sits down to eat later. I, I know, I don't know what it's like the culture and where you come from, but I know with First Nations people, Aboriginal, I can remember years ago being what we call reserves, and now they're called a community, but we would go there and have a meal, and the children, they all weren't in the other room, sitting and waiting till the men sat at the table and ate the meal, what they wanted to eat, and the children waited. Our culture in North America is not that way. Usually the children are clamoring, making a noise, so you to quiet them down, you go and feed them something. Yeah. But that's not in their culture. And you're thinking of this thought here about this illustration that Jesus is giving. This man doesn't get to eat till after his master's eaten. And when his master's finished eating, so it's a huge illustration that we have for the gospel here. Yes. He's, he's telling yes. us about that, uh, that we, we need to be servants and do, do our duty. And he says here, we are not worthy of praise. We are servants who have simply done our duties, what Jesus is saying. I like what it says here in the Amplified, Luke 10, 10. It says, even so your, your part, when you have done everything that, was assigned and commanded, you say, we are unworthy servants possessing no merit, for we have not gone beyond our obligation. We have merely done what was our duty. So it's talking about, we're just an unworthy servant. Uh, our culture of America is totally different. Yeah. The attention is all, look what, what I've done. Yeah. Look what I've accomplished. And now I want to do what I've done, what I want to do. But that's not the way it is to serve God. There's a scripture that I've always liked to quote and think of, and that's from Deuteronomy chapter 6. It says, you shall serve the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And I think that's what our way, our life should be, that we're to serve God. It's not about us. So with servant's heart, I would say is pretty hard to acquire and come to. Yeah. And we think about the other, about a celebrity, again, it's more illustration is about performance. Yeah. But a servant, 
we think of a servant often in the Bible is really just a slave. Yeah. And that's what they were thinking of. But I think of this servant doing their duty. What is it? They're being faithful and being consistent. You know, isn't that what's hard to find in church, yeah. in a ministry? People to be consistent, yes. to be there always. How many people do you know that attended church maybe five years ago, they're not there today? Lots. Many. And I think that's a dilemma yeah. all over. Yeah. I talk to so many people and I think, well, where's the faithfulness to Christ? Mm -hmm. Maybe there was something happened at church or, you know, there's all kinds of reasons we get offended. Mm -hmm. Or maybe there was issues in their own life they didn't correct. Yeah. And we find what happens, they, they lost that consistency. They've lost their vision of Christ, of their serving Christ, not themselves. And if we're serving him, we, we get beyond that. We begin to grow. You know, I think of the illustration, sometimes people will say, well, it's the pastor. We have a pastor we're not really happy with. Yeah. Well, I thought the Bible said pray. Yes, yes. You know, yes. I think what's lacking is prayer for leaders. Yes. Prayer for them, as I illustrated last time, about that illustration about being a general in an army. Mm -hmm. I think for myself, my duty is to pray for my pastor. Yes. In, through the years, being under 35, 36 years in the same church is quite an accomplishment. Yes. And 56 years in ministry. But being there in the same church, and you know what? Often there were things I didn't approve of. Yes. And it talks about praying in secret. Yes. And God will reward us. Mm -hmm. What? Openly. Openly. Right? Yes. And so we find we have to... And then we find... A, we think of a celebrity that expects to be waited upon, isn't it? Yes. We think of music celebrities or other type of, if you're in sport, been in sports before, they, they expect to get waited on. Oh, yes. Look at me, yeah. draw. Mm -hmm. Who am I to go get that bottle of water? Yeah. You bring it to me, yes. right? Yeah. And so we find that we, we find the position of a, a servant is different in his possession. Uh, he as a servant has been gifted by God. Yes. And he needs to use that gift for the kingdom of God. Amen. We think of an illustration that Jesus, or not Jesus, Paul gave in Timothy. He was addressing Timothy, this young man in ministry in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3 and 4. He, he told him the illustration of being a soldier. He, he said, endure suffering. Not too much of us. Not too much of us in, in church, in serving the kingdom of God, want to endure suffering. We, we want it all easy. We, we don't talk much about suffering. But you know, if we're going to be part of the gospel, we're going to suffer. We're going to suffer reproach. We're going to suffer inconveniences. Nothing is going to be just what we wanted. And he talks about that illustration that Timothy pardon me, Paul is using for Timothy. He talks about it being enlisted in the army. And I like it, HCSB translation says, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4, it says, no one serving as a soldier gets entangled in the concerns of civilian life. He seeks to please the recruiter. So we've been recruited. And also an NIV translation says, he wants to please his commanding Officer. Officer, so yes. our duty 
is to please our commanding officer. You think of the servant that Jesus is talking about, comes in from the field, and he says, Master, what do you want? What do you want cooked today? Well, I want my favorite. You know, what about you? You're bungy. Yes. That's my favorite. When I <laughs> get quail. home, that's what, and quail. <laughs> and you were supposed favorite. to show up the other day for some lamb, and uh, he didn't make it. You, I'll did, make you it. missed out. I ate it yesterday, <laughs> finished it off. <laughs> and that is a servant's heart as well. You've right. always, always so served. You, you think of the servant. What can I do to please? Mm -hmm. What can I do? please Jesus, but in the church setting, yeah. what can I do to please the pastor? Mm -hmm. Now, I know it can be taken to the extreme. Yes. Everything can be taken to the extreme, but we're talking about a balance mm -hmm. of serving, being there, mm -hmm. we mentioned before, mm -hmm. about being faithful, and that's what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. And a servant is indebted to Jesus, yes. I wrote down. Yes. And you know, we're indebted to Jesus. If we remember what Jesus has done, then it's easy to serve. Amen. Amen. But when we think about us, mm -hmm. you know, we all go through those times in our life when we think about, oh, I'm so tired. I've done this so much. Mm -hmm. I want to quit. I don't want to do this anymore. It says that those that wait upon the Lord yes. renew their strength. You know, yes. the whole thing is spiritual. Yes. We, pardon me. We need that spiritual mm -hmm. part. Yes. It takes the power of God to enable us. He's gifted us, and then we need to realize it's our duty to, to sense our obligation, mm -hmm. and then we feel I'm compelled to do what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I could have opportunities to do lots of other things, but yeah. I find my duty is, what, to study the Word of God yes. and teach the Word of God. I'd love to be doing some other things. Yes. Uh, a couple years ago, I was thinking, well, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. And now I find I'm doing more, I'm writing more, and wow. there's so many people to help. Yes. Just the, even all what you reach out to, mm -hmm. there's so many people that need help, and I love to renovate and do building and construction. Yeah. And I was doing a couple of years ago, I was renovating this house, and I thought, I think that's what I'd like to retire and do. Mm -hmm. And I thought, when I die, that was just a couple of years ago, when I die, Who's going to care what house I fixed or renovated? I love doing it, fixing it, because you're changing something that needs to get improved. Yes. It's like an art. But then I thought, maybe if I keep studying and writing, I might influence somebody for the kingdom. Amen. And so we often have to do our duty. And the other thought we want to look at today is about being trustworthy. Yes. A servant is trustworthy. And this is a big one. A servant is to fulfill what they're called for God to do. They'll be trustworthy. And I think of a person who is honest, when I think of a trustworthy person, he's reliable, they can be trusted because they have good behavior, and they receive special privileges and has a good character. And another thing about a person that's trustworthy, they become a guardian yes. of, of what God has entrusted them. So we think about spiritually, every believer is a steward of the gifts of God has given them. Everyone. Some people in, in church may think, well, I'm not really the singer or the preacher. You know, just the very fact they show up yes. and support the church mm -hmm. and attend faithfully it is a gift from God. And they need to just be faithful what they've called to us. But we think of Jesus gave an example in Luke's Gospel, chapter 16 there, 
He, he talks about them uh, being trustworthy. Chapter 16, verses 10 to 13 says, unless you are faithful in small matters, you won't be faithful in large ones. He said, he, this is in New Living Translation. It says, if you cheat even a little, you won't be honest yeah. with greater responsibilities. And if you are untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who can trust you with the true riches of heaven? And if you are not faithful with other people's money, why should you be trusted with money of your own? And it says, uh, no one can serve two masters. You will hate one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. And Jesus says, you can't serve uh, both God and uh, money. Yes. So we think of, there's several ways we can look at this illustration that Jesus gave in Luke's Gospel, chapter 16. It says, we're stewards over things uh, that are lent to us. And your reward is uh, in heaven will be based on how we looked after those things here on earth. And in verse 13, it says, you can't serve both God and money. So we look at it. One illustration he's giving, you can't serve God and money. And of course, what is the big attraction in this life, this world, is, is money, possession, and things. So we... It isn't that things are wrong. It isn't that money is wrong. It's what, what, what becomes our master. Who are we really devoted to? A true servant is devoted to Jesus. A celebrity is what? Devoted to the world system of all the attention they get. And a complete love and devotion can be given only to one master. That's what Jesus is saying. And we, we in our culture, we try to do both. We try to accommodate everything in life. But really, we are not of this world. No. Our kingdom is of another world. Yes. And uh, you know what, what you said when you started out? It's about the, the gift we've got and about the character. And we have the gift of God. Let's, let's address a preacher, uh, a minister. You know, they have this gift of God. They know they're gifted to preach. I knew at the age of seven, I was called to be a preacher. But you know, I, it took a long time to develop that. Yes. And usually what happens, we become great at our preaching, but we lay aside character. Yes. How many ministers do you know that have fallen? Yeah. Because you know what? They didn't establish that accountability. Yes. And they think, yes, I'm I'm called. I've got this gifting. Look, God's moving in the services. They can even see people healed. They can even see uh, signs and wonders. And so they think, oh, well, I've got God's blessing upon me. Yeah. No. Yeah. It doesn't mean you've got God's blessing. It means you're abusing God's uh -huh. gift. Yeah. And you know, when we go to heaven, I've often said, it's our character yeah. that we're going to be accountable for. Yes. Our character is what's going to be we're going to be given account to God for it. And he wants us to be a manager of the gift. Yes. For you, you're an evangelist. He wants you to be a manager of that gift. Yes. So that's a huge responsibility before yes. God to realize my devotion has to be to this master I've got, which is Jesus. And I have to take care of the gift that he has given me, which is an evangelist. And you know, I'm sure you're well aware, you've had challenges of decisions you've had to make. Your things come up and you say, oh my, that looks good. I think I'd like to do that. I think I'd like to do this. 
But really, the question is, yeah. is that what God's really called you to yes. do? And you have to keep going back. What is my gift? And I think that's true of many people involved in, in ministry, yeah. people that are watching this program. You know, you, you, you focus on, well, I, you get so frustrated. You may be helping a pastor in a church, and you feel, I'm not getting all the opportunities. Maybe you're a musician. Maybe I don't get all the opportunities to minister with my gift. You know what? That doesn't matter if it ever gets recognized. What matters is, is your heart, this servant's heart. And the Bible says that a gift will make room for itself. We, don't, we get frustrated. You know, being, a, ha, being at this for quite a few years, you get thinking, well, after you've been a minister for five or ten years, you'll think, oh, my, I think I really arrived. Yes. But, you know, after 56 years, I still wonder if I have arrived. Yeah. And I think I can accomplish more maybe in a couple years mm -hmm. at the end of my life yeah. than I could for the first 50 years of my life. Yeah. We get too impatient, too quick in this race. We need to have endurance to get to the to the end of the race. And you know what I wrote down? We are faithful with natural things. You can trust with true spiritual riches. Entitlement must be earned without uh, submission. And you know, that, that humility is needed. That servant's heart yes. is needed to... Uh, uh, we think of uh, so many times, it says, uh, how can we be entrusted? Untrustworthy. The other aspect was be trusted with uh, money, yeah. trusted with our gift, uh, what Jesus is talking about, but that we can take it in another dimension, yes. and that's entrusted with the gift. Mm -hmm. And it says, how, how can we, Jesus says, how can we uh, take on our own mm -hmm. gift if we haven't proven ourselves under somebody else's ministry? Yes. Our pastor at the church, Pastor Brent, he, he refers to that many times. And he served under our lead pastor that founded our church, had a powerful ministry. He served on, wasn't easy. The transition was not easy. I would say the transition was very painful. It shouldn't have been, but often senior ministers find it hard to release it to another generation, to release what they started. But you find out if you can't serve. And I, I know Pastor Brent, God spoke to him. He would be the next pastor and leader. So he could have, there was even, we had even evangelists come and speakers come to our church. They said, why, why don't you just go, just leave and go start a ministry somewhere else down the street? After all, God's called you. The people would go with you. That causes division. Yes. But you know what? He stayed. I stayed. And because he did that humility of a servant and said, God, I know you've called me. I will not relieve, regardless of how, what's happening, I will stick it out. Today, I would say we have a strong, healthy church. You know? And I say that to people out there that are watching. You know, sometimes it's not easy. It can be painful to, to stay and be trusted and be steady. But if you stay and be steady. You'll find in the end there's a great reward. Today, I'm so happy with the church we've got, the pastor we have. We have a great influence of what we're doing because we are a team that's working together, and it's been well worth 
sticking it out. Amen. Wow, what can I say? What, what a teaching, what a message, what a word for all the leaders, non-leaders on saving. You know, most of the times we try to put the gift that God has given us on us and just for us. It is to serve as a leader, as a pastor. We got to go back to the original intention of why God gave us the gift. The gift is to serve other people. The gift is to serve the kingdom of God, not for our own fame, not for our own elevation. And have patience where you are, where you're saving, and recognizing the gift that God has given you. Now, if you like these teachings, I want you to get a hold of us by writing to me, life at kazumbachows.com. You'll see it on your screen, as well as by, you know, going to our website, www.kazumbachows.com or crasspassion.org. You will see it on your screen there. We want to hear from you. We want to be able to bring the resources to you that will help you, that will help motivate you to serve God, both in humility and with the Spirit of God. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord watch over you and empower you to serve his kingdom once and forever. Shalom, shalom. God bless you. <laughs>